0: I could be doing a uh, triple Lundy into a bowl of semen.
1: By sixty-one, you sorted out like how to fuck a pipe.
0: You put the boom boom into my heart.
1: Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Happy you could join us once again, episode 27, hard to believe, uh, 26 in the books, feels like about 100, because we're so fucking good at this, it's ridiculous. Today on the show, oh, real quick, uh, the, oh, there's a new mailbag on the site, I know I talk about this every time, new mailbag on the site, email us your questions, mailbag at com. also, fancy sex, which I've owed for weeks now, but I'm in a better position to collaborate with Fancy Sauce on Fancy Sex now, among other things. And uh, so send your sex and relationship questions and because uh, we're going to start doing that every week or close to it. Uh, also, Obit, oh, Tony Gwynn died this week. Super sad. Uh, it's always kind of a bummer. Like he died really young and you know, 54, that's young. Cancer, it's awful. Like, everything's sad about it. And then you got you got to kind of go look back. Like, I remember I really appreciated, you know, I thought Tony Gwynn was really good. But he's so much fucking better than I even realized. Like, you go back and look at his numbers and what he did against the best pitchers. I heard some stat the other day that for a five-year period, he hit 320 with two strikes against him. Like, think about that for a second. The guy was, like, impossible to strike out. And he was just a fucking great baseball player. And... Amazing hitter, like a Hall of Famer and just once-in-a-lifetime talent. And he was fat as shit, which is, to me, is a compliment uh, because he was a great athlete. Like fat athletes are my favorite. Um, they give us hope. They give us other fat guys hope. Um, and, and it's just the guy died and no one can do anything but say what a cool dude he was. And uh, so that's, that's sad. Rip Tony Gwynn. That guy was awesome. Uh, today on the show – oh, also, here's the other thing. Don't, like, I don't want you talking to me unless it's about the new emojis, okay? Because that's all I fucking care about. There's new emojis coming out. If you're lucky to be in a text relationship with me, you're getting lots of emojis. And I just found out today, I may have tweeted it or I shared it on Facebook. There's new emojis coming. They're coming next month. 250 new emojis. And there's a one, I really want a block of cheese. I feel like I've looked for a block of cheese a lot of times. Somebody said to me, how is there no taco? Somebody said that to me today, and you know what? There better be a taco. So, like, I don't don't start a conversation with me unless it's about the new emojis, because I just don't have time. Okay, that's what I want to talk to anybody about. You want to you want to strike up a conversation with me? You better be talking emojis, or I, I just don't have time. Okay, today on the show, the NBA finals ended, and I, I love I like no one knows that because no one was watching them and no one cares, and that to me is hilarious. LeBron James. No three-peat. You know, it's hard to three-peat. You got to be like the Lakers, like only the Lakers. And the Lakers better get good because that's all anyone cares about. And no one else cares about anything else in the NBA, including the Heat's dynasty or the Spurs' better dynasty. So um, that happened. We'll talk about that in our sports section. Uh, Also, the World Cup's going on, and it's... Like we're supposed to be excited about a sport where it was a really, really big win for us to defeat Ghana. Like, Ga- like they they struggle to for clean water in Ghana, and they're better than us at soccer. It was like a an upset for us to win. So that's kind of like puts that in perspective for you in terms of the American interest in the World Cup. Like, what's the point? Uh, we we'll talk more about that. And there's a couple other sporty type. Things we'll get to today. Um, more interesting to me is some guy got his dick stuck in a pipe, which is always my favorite. It's always a that's a fall down situation. Guy got his dong stuck in a pipe, and he he hung out there for a while, thinking he could free it up. He hung out there for like days, like a couple of days, until he called for help, and that's always fun. It's always an accident. It's always I slipped and fell. I didn't mean to have my dick inside of a vacuum hose, or it was just an accident. Uh, I didn't mean to put this moose can up my ass. Yeah, I know the lid's duct taped on there, but that was just, that's how I keep it in the kitchen, in the bathroom, and I just slipped, I was hanging a picture, slipped, landed on the floor. Next thing I know, moose can up my ass. What, you know, who uses moose, by the way? Um, yeah, so a guy got his dick stuck in a pipe, we're going to talk about that. Uh, STDs are on the rise, specifically gonorrhea which I thought, like, died in the Middle Ages, but it's around, and it's on the rise. A lot more people are getting it. A lot more people in a certain segment of the population are getting it. And an app is to blame. Technology in charge. Technology has resulted in a lot of things, and included, included amongst them is the rise in the gonorrhea, gonorrhea amongst a, uh, the popular, the populace, uh, okay. Oh, and also fancy pop, it's special in studio. Fancy pop today, like about time. Not no longer are we fancy popping from 12,000 12, miles away. We're gonna fancy pop from Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters today. Fancy Sauce will be in studio to hit on a bunch of stories, including, and I'm pretty excited about this. There's a show, I didn't know about this till recently, there's a show called Couples Therapy where couples go and get therapy, and Jenna Jameson's going to be on it. And also The Bachelor, the last Bachelor, J.P. Galavis and, and Nikki. So that's, we're going to talk about Couples Therapy. Um, and Jason Siegel was on a show. I don't know if he's on the show anymore. I I assume people are aware of who I'm, I'm only casually aware of Jason Siegel, but I assume... People know who he is. Um, He's in a new movie, and he has full frontal nudity, and his mom cried when she saw it, which I know the feeling. Uh, So we're going to talk about that, and of course, The Bachelorette, Ed's favorite subject. Ed Daly loves The Bachelor, and we're going to talk about The Bachelorette in Fancy Pop. And apropos of that, Ed Daly joining us now, co-host Ed Daly, Hoboken, New Jersey, How you doing, sandwich?
0: (laughs) There you go. That's the kind of introduction I like. Sandwich. Um, You are sandwich. Yeah, sure. We got our gay classification. Um, We're going to own it. We're owning it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I had a good uh, Father's Day. I never gave a shit about that day. Like, you did little... You made a card or something. You did something for your dad. But I never really gave a shit until I realized that's the get-out-of-jail-free day for dads. Yeah, exactly. Like, now, as a dad, it's great. Like, I use that day to have my wife take the kids as far away as possible, and I just spend the day by myself. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I, as you know, I'm divorced, and it just, this Sunday, this Father's Day happened to fall on a day that I did not have my children, and my ex-wife, I ran into her, and she's like, so, which like, do you have anything planned this weekend? I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm like, what? No, I don't know. I don't have anything planned. And she's like, well, what about like Sunday? Did you, did you want to see the kids? And I was like, <laughs> no. I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm like, oh, wait, that's, it's Father's Day. And I, and I thought to myself, well, if I took the kids on Father's Day, wouldn't that make it Mother's Day?
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. So I'm like, no, it's cool. I'll, uh, I'll, spend, I'll see them when I see them. And uh, I think I'm going to spend that day
0: alone or not with children at least. Now we, I feel like this weekend, beyond Father's Day, a lot of deaths. Yeah, well, we lost Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Tony Gwynn was was really sad, and uh, I I saw the uh, Oberman thing that he did last night, the clip, and I'm not a big Oberman guy, but he had a really good clip, and I think the finishing line was something like everything you hoped he would be, he was like he was just the the genuine. He wasn't like a Kirby Puckett guy. That like a month after he retired, you realized he was a complete monster. He was like the lovable fat guy and then he was a monster. He was like dragging women into the, the men's room to rape them or, or something yes. like that. Like yeah, he became yeah. a goon. Okay. But like Tony Gwynn was like – everybody seems to think he was – it says that he's just, he was just the best.
1: Yeah, there's – no one has ever said a bad word about the guy. He was just the coolest fucking guy and such a great hitter and I mean just really – like a hitter. Yeah, and and that's the thing he was. He could hit.
0: Surprisingly underrated. Like you hear so much shit about Pete Rose still. And I know it's because he's banned from baseball. But like there's still tons of headlines about Pete Rose. And it's like that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. Like Tony Gwynn was a nice guy. I saw Pete Rose one time at the Venetian at like a folding table in a hallway. And he had velvet ropes around him. And he had his straw hair and like one yeah, of those hats. Yeah, and one of those hats that had like forty advertisements that looked like a Japanese uh, outfield wall kind of thing. Yeah. And he was he was charging like ten dollars, and people were just leaning over the velvet ropes with their cell phones and taking pictures of him anyway. And he's like, "Hey, you owe me ten dollars." Like, I mean, just just the worst. He's just a piece of shit, and he's signing he, balls that say "I bet on baseball." Like he for like nothing for like an extra five dollars, he'll write that. Like, yeah, you have a good guy like Tony Gwynn, and he was really underrated. The stats they're pulling out are crazy. It's
1: it's crazy how just what a professional hitter how how he never struck out. He barely ever made out. He was on pace to hit, or he had a good shot at hitting four hundred in the strike shortened year, and. He's just a stud. He was and and
0: a really good guy. So that's a bummer. But we, we lost some other. We, we we lost we all lost Casey Kasem, which you yeah, know yeah. I, I would say it's sad for a lot of people. It doesn't seem like it's so sad for Jean Kasem. she seemed, no, she's, she seemed to be she's angling got that money for spent. This. She 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 was allowing him to get bed sores, trying to refuse medical c- uh, coverage. She she seemed like that's probably the end game for Mrs. Tortelli. Um, yeah, she she had been – she had waited him out a long time. Yeah, she was – For sure. She was – like – probably like us. When she married him, she thought he was 85 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. She <laughs> didn't expect him to live wait this a long. S- and he was only 83. Yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, wait a second. I just married this guy and he's only 51? <laughs> yes. He looked – Eighty-seven yeah. when he was fifty-one, but uh, but for I, some a... reason this weekend, what probably spent what took up the most of my time was Chuck Noll, and I'm not a Steelers fan, and I, I recognize he was like one of the famous coaches. Um, yes. His career was winding down as we started watching football, but yes. I I feel like I feel like it's just unfair when obituaries don't put the cause of death. And so I spent like I spent yeah. like twenty minutes yeah. searching to find out what killed him, and it well, just he's said crazy old. old. No, it said old age. He's eighty two now. Yeah, like if you're one hundred and seven or one hundred and six, and they just say, "Well, he just kind of petered out." Like I get that, but eighty two, if you didn't have another condition, like I think it would be pretty surprising if somebody just kicked off. Like I think that always that always
1: bugs me when someone's like sixty seven and they're like natural causes. Right, something happened. Like unless you get hit by a bus, yeah. There's everybody dies of natural causes, but no one dies. It's not natural causes to die at 65 years old. Right. Like, give me a prostate.
0: Give me a prostate cancer. Give me yeah. a you know infection. Just something. And I like. I, does it hurt anyone to tell me what the cause of death is? No, no. And I, and and I'm, also like I I I had uh, I have a, a high school reunion coming up. Oh okay. yeah, twenty years. Yeah, twenty years, and I'm I'm not gonna be there. But of course not.
1: But I, your man, your hashtag hetero.
0: Yeah, but I saw a, that one of my classmates that I didn't really know died. That died, and I was like, oh well, that's pretty sad. And I look up the, uh, I Google it to see you know what happened with this guy, and there's no cause of death. It just says 37 year olds or 38 whatever he was died. And I, I spent a, lo- a long time searching a guy who I never actually spoke with, just trying to find out the cause of death. I feel like it's an obsession with mine. I got to know why, how somebody died. Yeah, I want it, like, put it on
1: my casket, like, just big, four big letters, AIDS. <laughs>
0: uh, auto asphyxiation.
1: Asfis- yeah. just, just said,
0: you could just say he went like Michael Hutchins. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, he, he rolled out like Kung Fu, David Carradine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, sexual uh, conquest, how was how was your weekend?
1: Uh, it was good. Well, what was good about it is that my Los Angeles Kings, the dynastic oh. L.A. Kings, oh, my no. team, took care of business against those diagonal name on the uniform, blue-shirted guys from. New York from MSG.
0: Give me this a, a relatively tight five game series. Very tight. It actually was for what you know. It on was paper, mostly Lundquist, though. He was facing looks, like two yeah. and a half times the shots.
1: Especially in the, the game three that they won, um, or game four that they won, where Lundquist was just on his head. That that was the one game that the Kings were clearly the better team, right? And they lost. They got shut out. No. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, Lundquist uh, was a stud. He's a little bit fancy for me. (laughs) We've talked about this. I like uh, more of rough-and-tumble, blue-collar goalie, like my guy, Jonathan Quick. But, yeah, it was actually a close series. Four games to one. My team won. Your team lost. You need to sing a song.
0: (laughs) Now, first of all, I will say... I'm not really worried about what this says about me because we're on a show where uh you let it off talking about how you really are excited about it. emojis that's right and we w- for about a half hour every week The bachelors discuss unironically so, That's right so that's, that's, listen,
1: that's both the truth. i
0: could <laughs> i could I could be doing a uh, triple Lundy into a bowl of semen and it would be less. <laughs> It would be less, uh, gay. less gay than what has already <laughs> happened on this show.
1: I, we should bet that next year.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I said I'd do one verse, or the loser would was, do one oh, verse. Is that it? One verse.
1: I don't, Do I have to get out the tape? I thought you'd go, verse, chorus, verse, take us to the bridge.
0: <laughs> I, oh, man. I'm just looking at these lyrics. Oh, yeah. Are we, are we... Is it possible that people didn't realize this was this guy was gay for like another decade after this song um
1: this was this david spade in his yes. hbo special has yes. a bit about this like how they were pretty much telling us they were gay and we were all too stupid to pay attention
0: oh my god this one verse <laughs> is going to be rough Okay, let's go. Do you I, have the music? I just looked up the lyrics. That's what made me just... I can't, I can't believe... The first line is staggering. Yeah, it is. Oh, God. Here we go. Come on. Me, 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 let's me, me, me.
1: Go, right. Kings. Go, Kings, go. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this is it's unreal. Ha- it's All harder right. than you thought it would be. All
0: right. Let me see if I can sing this. I'm trying to think... All right. Well, I could just cop out and just say jitterbug four times but all right all right you (laughs) you put the boom boom into my heart (laughs) you send my soul sky high when your loving starts (laughs) jitterbug into my brain goes (laughs) goes a bang bang till my feet do the same (laughs) something's bugging you something ain't right my best friend told me what you did last night Left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but should have been with you instead. Come on. You're singing about a dude. It's like a dude. (laughs) Wait, I'm just looking at another. I'll just read this one. The next verse, after he says, wake me up before you go-go. Don't leave me hanging like a yo-yo. That whole thing. Then he goes, you take the gray skies out of my way. You make the sunshine brighter than Doris Day. (laughs) What? Uh, All right, Ed. Excellent, excellent job.
1: Well, way to honor your bet. I wanted to do a balls tattoo. (laughs) So I'm glad you you made out better. As embarrassing as that was, you don't have the Kings logo tattooed on your sack today. (laughs) Maybe we'll bet that next year. Um, So tell me, enough of the pleasantries. Let's talk sports. Like the NBA Finals popped off. I wasn't paying attention. Were you?
0: Well, not, not particularly, but it, because I'm not really—I watch any NCAA tournament game, sure. but when it comes to pro basketball, I watch the Knicks, and then when they're eliminated, I really don't care. Um, Same. Um, but unlike the uh, the hockey five game series, the the finals was five games, but it was not at all close.
1: No, it was—it certainly was and not.
0: The heat just got taped and. Uh, the big three went down, and there's talk of all three opting out of their contracts and maybe not returning brian what what do you think? What do you think about the big three um i'm just happy that
1: everyone else is like me, and that no one, none of us gave a shit about the nBA finals like did you did anybody ever did anybody talk to you about the nBA finals? like I listened to a lot of sports radio i didn 't hear anybody talking about it i I, ser- I didn't know it was over until the next day um so, yeah, I mean, it's, the Heat are boring. The Spurs are super boring. They're that, like, good kind of boring. It's like, oh, they're fundamentally sound. Right. And and I love that people are giving LeBron James shit about getting cramps Yeah, in the first game.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't like, at, like, 120 degrees on the floor.
1: Yeah, Popovich turned off the air conditioning. He was working a mind game. And let's be honest, like... Cramps are a motherfucker. You ever wake oh, yeah. up in the middle of the night with cramps from getting too drunk and you're dehydrated?
0: I got one randomly in one race and it was bad. I just like tried to work through it, but it was, it felt like somebody was squeezing my calf.
1: Yeah. It's, you can't, you're, the muscle freezes and you can't move. Like get, the guy was fucked up. Uh, and let's be honest. The Heat didn't lose because LeBron James had cramps. They lost because they couldn't hang with the likes of Boris Diaw.
0: My, my, my thing is all these announcers are now, like, defending him, saying, like, well, you can't go bad on LeBron James. His teammates let him down. And first of all, LeBron James deserves all the shit he takes because he cherry-picked his teammates. He cherry-picked yeah, the whole thing, so he can't blame it on the teammates. And then, you know, the whole thing. He, he went into that situation and had that victory parade before they played their first game together. And he had that press conference where he hand-selected Jim Gray. He wanted Jim yeah. Gray to, to the be worst. the announcer, like the worst. Yeah. So, like, he deserves all the shit. Like, he, he, he set it up. He played with a guy who's already a finals MVP. So, he was chasing the championship. So, when he doesn't win, he deserves to get shit on.
1: Yeah. Dwayne Wade got old really, really, really quickly. He's not going to opt out because he has a player option and right. he's going to opt in because no one's going to give him any money. Uh LeBron James can opt out and you know, I'm not a huge LeBron James fan, but he you, you know if he wants to come to the Lakers.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll he we'll take him. If he wants to go to take the Knicks, Lakers. he wants to take a huge pay cut. And they uh they also <laughs> talk about uh them pursuing uh Carmelo, they all take less money. But Carmelo would have to take seventy million dollars less over a contract. Like as much as you won a championship, there's no way he's taking seventy million less.
1: No, I feel like he really – every day I wake up that Carmelo Anthony hasn't announced his divorce from Lala, <laughs> I'm surprised. So I feel like he needs to get all the well, – first of all, he needs to announce his divorce before he signs a contract so he can keep that contract. That's right. But he needs to get all the money he can get because eventually he's – him and Lala are going to get a divorce and he's going to have to give half to her. So I would not I, – I would suggest if I were representing – or I had the ear of Carmelo Anthony that he might want to stay with the Knicks and take all the money he can get.
0: Right. take do the Or do the bang-bang thing where you declare the divorce and then opt out the next day. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the move. That's the move right there.
0: Um, all right, next. In the World Cup yesterday, the United States squad heroically defeated Ghana in the final minutes. And people were talking about the rivalry and, and how great it was to overcome – and of course, one other thing: the box score lets list minutes with an apostrophe, like it's saying "86 feet." They scored at 86 minutes. Another, yeah, what is another reason to hate that.
1: Yes, it's so confusing. Well, you sorted this out in a blog post at theballerlifestyle.com, dot com. Better than I've seen anybody. You you fixed soccer in five bullet points. Better than any, more succinctly than anyone I've ever seen. And one of your points was that the team, the groupings should be based on GDP. Right. And <laughs> nowhere <laughs> is this like the United States should be embarrassed to even have to play Ghana. Like the, the are they Ga- Ghananese yeah. players? Ghanese? I, like, Ghanese? I, Ghanese players don't even have enough nutrition to train, to become proper athletes, and we're celebrating a big victory over a, a, a country where 30 bucks a month is a good paycheck?
0: Think, think about this. This was the, the key thing that was revealed yesterday before the game, that in Ghana, they had to purchase 50, 50 megawatts of electricity from its neighboring country, the Ivory Coast, so they could power all of the televisions in their country, and they also had, power plants had to be uh, taken off maximum capacity, and Volta Aluminum, the nation's largest smelter, and a large drain <laughs> on electricity, had to slow production during the yes. match so everyone yeah. could watch. Watch Ghana. Uh, so these people literally have nothing, and we're supposed to be happy about taking away the only joy they could have had from beating the United States.
1: Yeah, everybody, everybody, stop smelting. Everybody, hold up yeah. on the smelting. Yeah. We got a soccer game to play. Like, if there's a sport where the United States needs to be excited about defeating Ghana, it's time we as a nation rally together to combine our efforts
0: and agree as a country to quit playing that sport. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the picture they showed with the, with the article, it showed like 35 people curved around a crummy curved screen TV. It's not uh, like these people even have HD. A tube TV. A
1: tube yeah. TV. How can they even... And the big field. Like, it's hard enough to watch the game in in HD with a camera so far away so you can see everything that's happening on the field. Yeah, don't don't even worry
0: about the running water issue.
1: These people have tube TVs. Yeah, we don't need to
0: dig them wells. We need to get them television sets uh, out there. these poor people. And we're supposed to be happy about it. Like I wrote in the column, beating them... It just feels like you're one of the guys standing by on Halloween in The Karate Kid when they're just taking turns teeing yeah. off on on That's Daniel right. Larusso.
1: That's right. You're you are that psychopath, uh, Bobby, or no Dutch? Dutch, Dutch was Dutch. the psychopath of the, of the of the Cobra Kai. You're right. you're just Dutch. Steve, you're just that waiting was Steve, there to beat
0: some ass. Steve ash. McQueen's son, I believe. Oh, was it? Wow! I think so. Chad McQueen. Have, I think you have so much knowledge. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, let's let's quit with the soccer. Like, right. to, and I, I also like this. They're like, okay, here's what we need to do to have a chance to get out of group play. Uh, also, we're in the group of death, and every single World Cup we're in, we're always in the group of death. Yeah, it's always. And maybe it's just it's, yeah, we're poor not that United
0: good. States. For yeah, United so, States.
1: Yeah. So here's here's our plan. This is every pundit or every analyst um recommendation for what the US needs to do. They need to beat Ghana. Okay, check, we've done that. Right. Then they need to really, 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 really hope for a tie.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we can tie against Portugal, a country yeah. where all of the young people are going to like Albania to find jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah, except fucking joke. We're, what a joke. We're, our, our best chance to get out of group play. And then we got to hope that Ghana beats Germany or something. So we really, really just, come on, let's tie Portugal.
0: Yeah. I have a buddy that goes to... Uh... Goes to the last couple of World Cups. He goes with some buddies and they – I mean, really, it's, it's a mission down to uh, to Brazil. I told him to uh, yeah. make sure to check for penises first. Oh, for sure. But uh, but anyway, he, he was at the last one and he was like talking about what an exciting match when the United States beat like Ivory Coast. And he's like, you don't understand. It was really exciting. I was like, eh, yeah, it's still the Ivory Coast. Yeah, it was like – yeah.
1: Ivory Coast like there that that's like a it's sort of rich African country but not I mean we should be playing like Japan, right. Germany. That's right. Maybe the UK I mean, or uh yeah. China, China. Sure. Like r- real places where people like have enough to eat. Right. The power eight aid... running water. Right.
0: Yeah. The power eight countries. Um all right. Well and one last thing about soccer. The other day I'm dropping my kid off at school and one of the dads goes Hey, uh, did you uh, do you see the game yesterday? And it was the day after the um, the Heat had lost the finals. And I said, "Well, I'm a Knicks fan. I didn't really tune in too much to the, the finals." And he goes, "No, I was talking about Croatia versus uh, Mexico or something like that." Like I was like, "What? What do you mean the game? What what universe am I in where that is considered the game?"
1: Oh my God. You know, I thought of you because I saw first of all, Bosnia Herzegovina has a team. <laughs> Yeah. And to a man each and every player on the team had creative facial hair. Of course they did. And one guy had a like a big floppy like top thing on his hair where the sides were all oh, shaved no. and the top was like real long but like <laughs> styled and trained so he could comb it over and a kind of flock shell of Seagulls? Back. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um so
0: I I I thought of you and I saw that. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, all right, finally an analysis of Major League Baseball fans conducted by Emory Sports Marketing compared fan demand with winning percentage. And it was really to find out who are the most ban, uh, bandwagon fans. And right. Philly's fans ranked number one. Next in line were the fans of the Orioles, A's, and White Sox. What, what do you think about Philly coming in number one in bandwagon? Uh, that's, well, I don't know. What do I think?
1: Well, they're definitely not the type to go. Although I feel like they would buy tickets just so they could like throw batteries at their players, and because they'll really, really turn on their own guys. They probably hate Jimmy Rollins now, and whoever Ryan Howard and Chase Utley. Now I'm just naming players. Uh, they. It doesn't surprise me that they'd be like, uh, fuck the Phillies!" Like when they're when they start to go bad. But I also sort of have a different like you don't want to be known as an area to have the the fans that go out and support the team no matter what
0: well the uh, the first column I ever wrote on the baller lifestyle was about how all fans are terrible and the Cubs are sort of impervious to losing because they've become like sort of a national thing it's cool you and I go to their games like you know we try to make a pilgrimage once a year to go to their games like they sell out or they do well no matter what because it's a it's like one of the coolest places to watch a a game and and Mm -hmm. the whole area around it's a party but beyond that everybody's new york especially i live i live in this area and corporate seats make it look like they're always selling out but if if, if the yankees are like in third place like if they're not like in first place, and everything's going well. People don't go. People do not go. But those corporate seats are—they're still sold. So it—it it technically is—is is, you know could be a sellout or whatever the capacity they do. But it's—it doesn't mean that the fans are any better in New York versus versus Baltimore. And I—I I know as an Orioles fan that they're number two on the list. But they had Peter Angelos who just pretty much beat the fans into the ground for That's a true. decade and a half. And so finally they stopped coming and then they started winning again. People are like, all right, I guess we'll go again. And I can't blame them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Dodger fan and I'll go like my kid likes to go. I don't really live that close to Dodger Stadium. So I'll go to like a game a year and it doesn't really matter. Sometimes a few, but it doesn't really matter whether they're winning or losing. I just go for the experience of going to a game. And, but I'm sort of on the I'm on the train of you sort of want to be a bandwagon fan. There's there's nothing worse than the guy who lives and dies with his team, and he's like, all I care about is Minnesota Wild hockey. <laughs> like, just tell me how the Wild did today. That's all. That's all I want. I will not die a happy man until the Atlanta Hawks win a title.
0: And it, well, I, I even I'm okay with people who are really into a team, I'm but not. but. Then don't go to the game and support them financially if they're putting a shit product on the on the field or court. That's true. Yeah. Right. Go, like go a ban bandwagon. Watch, watch it. Watch it on TV. But like, don't support the don't support the assholes like Peter Angelos or the the Phillies are like the losingest team in history. I remember they 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 lost their their yeah, two thousandth the game games. or something like yeah. that. Like they, they've been beaten down. So yeah, when times are good, they can go. But like, fuck the ownership when times are bad. You know what I? You know what would get me to a Phillies game is if they went back to those. Um,
1: remember how everybody had a light blue version of their uniforms? Those were pretty I mean, sweet. Not, not real teams like the Dodgers, but the Phillies had a sweet light blue setup that they used to rock in the in the late seventies and early eighties. They rock those. I'm going to a game
0: the, for sure. How about like yeah? The White Sox had the fly collars. Yeah, yeah, totally. The, the um, Pirates had the box hats.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The the um the pirates had those with the with the three rings around them, I, the square yeah, hats.
0: I think the I think the Indians might have had fly collars too. Yeah, the, yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah,
1: go back to the old days of funny looking uniforms, and I, the White Sox played in shorts a few times. Yeah, <laughs> like a softball like, team. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. So Phillies, you want me to come to a game? Go back to those those uh, light blue numbers you used to rock in the early '80s.
0: Alright, all right, right, that's sports. That's everything.
1: Yeah, that's... We hit it all. Like, we're, we're where you go... One-stop shopping. Know about, yeah, when you know about sports. Right. Uh, when you need to know about sports. And we're also where you need to go when oh boy. someone... Like, anybody... You see a story about somebody getting their dick caught in something? Send it to me.
0: Right. Okay. They're this always entertaining. Want. Every single one of them is entertaining.
1: They are pretty good, and... Here's one. I'll just read it to you. Chinese man gets penis stuck in pipe, waits two days to call for help. <laughs> Leon Tien, sixty-one. It's a little old for these types of shenanigans. I fear by sixty-one, you sorted right. out like how to fuck a pipe,
0: right? You f- you figured it out. What and can't be done. You're sixty-one goddamn years old, Leon
1: yeah I mean, get your he,
0: shit together buddy
1: how like how often is he ready to masturbate like he, he he probably gets one shot a week he he knows how to do it, and here he is, he's stuck in a pipe. he says he was painting in the nude well who do, who doesn't paint in the nude yeah van Gogh cut off his ear, maybe he was a little eccentric, yeah, exactly you know well, that that paint gets all over your clothes, so sure.
0: just. You're painting, you know, the ceiling or whatever. It starts dripping down. Just paint naked. Who hasn't dabbled in watercolors while airing out the old snorkel?
1: Absolutely true. When he slipped and fell into a pipe that connected to his building's air conditioning unit. Uh, Oh, what? They have air conditioning in China? And is it on the
0: floor? Like, what kind of fall is that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Tian said it took him so long to call because he thought no one would believe his story, and no one does, <laughs> rescue workers were able to release his manhood from the pipe after a four-hour procedure to cut it off, not his dong.
0: Good, the pipe. good God. Uh, wh- wh- what do you think, Ed? What do you think about this guy's story? Well, one, that four-hour procedure, I think you're supposed to do that That situation where the guy got caught in the rock and cut off his arm. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't... I. And I Aaron love that. Ralston. Like you're think you're you're worried about like the the local people finding out. I mean, we are ac- literally across the world, and we know his exact name, Leon Tien. Yeah, Leon Tien, and he's sixty one years old. Chances are, well, I don't know. I would say chances are he's got grandchildren. But then again, if he's fucking air conditioning vents, possibly he has not found anyone to procreate with.
1: Yeah, apparently that that could be an issue, and I I gotta wonder like these guys that are trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of jacking it like
0: is the reward ever worth the risk? Like, why can't people just do it like the rest of us? Yeah, what 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 could what could an air conditioning pipe do that your hand couldn't? Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, just do it the normal way, like and, in your girlfriend's panties, and <laughs> not not to cast aspersions on. Chinese people, but how small was that pipe? Tiny pipe. I think that's <laughs> what everyone was thinking. Also, like if you go in there, ridged up, like
1: full attention.
0: That's right. What you'd think the turgidity would go away.
1: Right. Yeah, once once the tumescence wears off, just wiggle that little worm out of there, Leon. <laughs> like I feel like he could have. Who has got sort a
0: two day erection?
1: Or Ed. Maybe there was another Chinese guy at the other end of the pipe, <laughs> and they were pulling apart and the and the pipe was like kind of woven together, and the The pressure from the two two people at either end of the pipe pulling it apart only made the pipe tighter. It was like Chinese cocktail yeah
0: it's like the uh the finger cuffs, yeah, right, finger cuffs. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm glad to see Leon Tian is out of there. I'm glad his penis is okay. That he got out of those Chinese dick cuffs that he was in. Um, <laughs> Thoughts and this, prayers. This ad uh, this will probably affect you. Yeah. Because it's about anonymous gay sex. Uh, Ed,
0: <laughs> after after uh, singing uh, the Wham song, I, I'm I'm guessing yes, it's going to be a problem in my life. Th- that's right. I
1: know you have this app on your phone, Ed Grinder.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: well – and also grindering is now a verb apparently. Breaking – this is the headline. Breaking. Grindering leads to gonorrhea. Log on, hook up, get STD. Not exactly a selling point for sex-on-demand apps, but it's a growing reality for their users Looking for love but not an STD? Get off the phone and into a gay bar. Turns out gay bars, less chance of gonorrhea. <laughs> so suggests new research published today in the journal Sexually Transmitted Infections. Uh, I like to keep that journal by my bed. <laughs> I can, I'm a, like I go to the beach on the weekends. I like to do a little light reading. I bring a couple of vintage copies of Sexually Transmitted Infections. <laughs> One of my favorite mags. Epitomate. Ep- Epidemiologists, wow, from the Los Angeles LGBT Center, UCLA and Los Angeles Department of Public Health conducted a massive study of 7,184 self-identified HIV negative gay and Ed's category by curious men who checked in at a specific sexual health center in Los Angeles. Researchers wanted to see if the efficiency of geosocial networking phone apps, Sex on Demand, would increase the rates of sexually transmitted infections and HIV for men. Well, I'll sum it up for you. Turns out it didn't. The rates were the same for HIV, but they were 25% higher for gonorrhea Oof. for people that used grinder versus people that got their anonymous sex at the... Harbor bathroom, which is, I hear, a good place to get it. Um, Chlamydia went up, gonorrhea went up, while other uh, infections, HIV, and syphilis stayed the same. Ed, as a guy that has this app on his phone, will this change the way you get
0: your anonymous gay sex? I think this, here's, here's where being a gay guy is both a gift and a curse. Where
1: you and i yeah, are, you can always get laid gay you, you and i are both on record
0: saying we, you, that how great gay guys are they don't they they're don't awesome. have the bullshit like these guys know what they want and they get after it but the problem is with that mentality when it comes to sex like there there's no there's no hesitancy there's no slowing down the process guys are just right. getting after it so an app like this like yeah these guys are just fucking and like i i have known gay guys in my life because my wife is you, you in in advertising so you, yeah, yeah you know stuff and yep. you would know guys who just randomly would, would go into men's rooms and just fuck dudes like there was no hesitancy like yeah that gay, shit
1: really happens yeah
0: gay guys are awesome in their their aggressiveness and no games but the downside is yeah nobody's pumping the brakes on STDs
1: yeah, well, as as we obviously we talk, we have a big gay listening audience. We talk a lot about huge. We talk a lot about gay subject matter here, and so we just wanted to make sure the study was available to our many, many, many gay listeners and let them know, hey,
0: hey, wrap it up, dude, wrap, like, wrap it up. Yeah, we're we're singing we're singing wham for you. The least you could do, is wrap it up.
1: Yeah, take care of yourself. Don't get gonorrhea, which I thought was eradicated in the 19th century, but apparently not. Um, Ed, really excited about this. Uh, First of all, great job on all the topics. We're going to get to the segment everybody's waiting for in a minute, but first, we need to get to our new feature on the show. Of course, I'm talking about how fucking old is this guy? Oh, yeah. All right, we, we, we did it for the first time last week. We talked about this. This, this com- comes up often. It's come up with Casey Kasem, who just died at 83. Ed and I thought he was 83 in 1983. Uh, so there's a lot of people out there living that you would assume ha- should be dead by now, but they were really much younger in your childhood than you thought they were. Each week, Ed and I bring our own, and we try to guess – how fucking old is this guy? Ed, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? You go first. Okay. Ed, this comes off a theme from last week. Uh, last week, of course, my how fucking old this was this guy was Charo, who came in at a sprightly either 63 or 68, depending on which web- website you looked at, which is crazy because we thought she was 50 in 1985. Uh, here, But this came up again this week when you posted a, a column to the website about cruises. It made me think of this person. He was on the Mary Tyler Moore show in the 70s, looking very old and very bald. He then got his captain's license and steered the Pacific princess around the waters of Acapulco from 1977 to 1986 with his main man, Gopher, Isaac the bartender, that pimp Doc. Julie, the neurotic cruise director, and his super annoying daughter, Vicky. Of course, I'm talking about the legendary Gavin McCloud. Ed,
0: how fucking old is Gavin McCloud? I think I'm going to nail this within two or three years. Okay. I'm I'm just going to go on record. All right, Gavin McCloud, if he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, looking pretty old, I'm guessing that show was like 70. I remember looking up after the show last week I had to just confirm you were you weren't lying to me on Charo, and That's right. the love boat started in '77. So I'm gonna say right. when the love boat started, he was. I mean, he looked like he was in his mid fifties and Mary Tyler Moore. So I'm gonna say he was about sixty eight in 1977. Uh, we're gonna thirty thirty calculator. 37 – Years ago, and what did I say? He was 67 then, yeah, yeah. so we'll do 7 plus 7. That would make him 74. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd make him 114. <laughs> is, is Gavin McCloud 104 years old? I, yeah, that's right, 104. Uh, Give or take two years. And I was very, very shocked <laughs> to see
1: that Gavin McCloud is still with us. Uh, I thought for sure he had passed away because I thought – also thought he had crested the century mark 10 years ago. Turns out Gavin McCloud, born Alan George C. in Mount Kisco, New York in 1931, is Th- actually what? only 83 years old today.
0: 1931? That means he was 46 when the yes. love one started? Yes.
1: He, what? When we thought he was in his seventies, he was—he was 46 <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh my god! He was seven years. I'm gonna be forty-six in seven years. He was seven <laughs> years older than me when he was all bald and old-looking, driving, oh, wow. the, piloting the love boat around my, Acapulco.
0: My god! I can't. okay. Wh- what do, what do you got for me? Oh, I'm 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 a little bit floored. All right, let's let's go with. What one of the the great movies of the eighties, The Karate Kid. Oh, classic! Now we all knew Daniel Larusso was a little bit older That's than right. than high school age. But I'll That's just right. flat out say, Ralph Macchio at the time was twenty two, so he's fifty two now. It was thirty years ago. Okay, yeah. Pat Morita, he's died. But what age would he be today if he were <laughs> alive?
2: <laughs> what?
1: He di- he died like ten years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay,
1: well, that movie was made in, what, 83?
0: Yeah, and then keep in mind, Happy Days was what? Around the same time as The Love Boy, like 76 or yeah. seven. Yeah, okay, so in
1: 83, I'll be conservative, he looked about, uh, I don't know, like 55 or so. Um, that would that would be make it today, we're in 2014, so that's 31 years ago. Fifty-five plus thirty-one.
0: Pat Morita is eighty-six years old. Pretty solid. He would have been eighty-one. <laughs> <laughs> he was fifty-one when they filmed Karate Kid. Or yeah, he 50. looked.
1: He looked about seventy-nine. Yeah, but I had to sandbag a little bit.
0: Yeah, you, you 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 came in pretty close. That's I think in this game, if you're within five years, you've you've knocked yeah. it out of the park. I missed Gavin McCloud by two decades.
1: <laughs> well, I mean I, You thought he was 80 years old in 1985 like, that, That's pretty crazy uh, Well, I like this game I gotta, I gotta start yeah. looking around Hey, we'll take your suggestions yes. For this, by the way Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com We're really into how fucking
0: old is this guy Right Let's yeah, do it Send him to us uh, Okay In studio, Ed Wow Long, yeah. long time out of studio
1: Long time, like more than a 100 days.
0: Right, a lot of solitaire like, being played over there.
1: Nearly, like I may or may not have been working up to an ultimatum and just be like, look, if you're not in studio by a certain date, you won't be allowed in studio ever again. <laughs> uh, But I didn't have to do that. She made it here. Many, many hours. Many, many plane rides. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. Everybody's favorite segment of the show. I know it's Ed's favorite because we talk about his favorite show, The Bachelorette. And we're going to get to that today because a lot of stuff popped off on The Bachelorette. Plus, there's just other really interesting things happening that we hashtag heteros don't know about. Of course, it's time for Fancy Pop. With fancy sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
2: Hey guys. Hey Fancy. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back to the
0: welcome studio. Back.
2: How are my sandwiches doing?
0: Uh very sandwich-like.
2: Ed, I can't wait to hear your song.
0: Mm, it's it's something to behold. The lyrics yeah. are insane. <laughs> it was it was something else. I couldn't contain my
1: laughter. I saw you laughing. Yeah, it it was a lot to handle, and I can't wait to re-listen to it. So. Kate, yeah, I'm
2: back. Tell
1: us, you're back, you're in studio. It's a, you've got a renewed vigor. You're looking very, very fit and you're glowing and I don't I don't know what that could what could cause that, but I'm very, very happy <laughs> you're here. I'm very, very happy to see you in studio on the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Tell us, Kate, what is going on in fancy pop? What is going on in the world of pop culture?
2: Okay. So, apparently um, You guys know who Jason Segel is? He yes. Was on TV show How I Met My Mother. Right? That's what I was. Tr- is that his show? That's what I was is trying it, to talk her-
0: about earlier. I feel like people know who
2: he's been he in a is. Lot of, like, no, but
0: um, he's funny. Moms. He's funny. He's in uh, like I Love You Man was a pretty funny movie. He's funny. He's a funny yeah, guy. He's a
2: funny guy. He he does like one thing, but he does it really well.
0: He's he's in
1: This Is Forty which and Sarah, Sarah Marshall. He was good at forgetting that. Sarah Marshall. Forgetting yeah. Sarah
2: Marshall was his big. I think. um... Breakout, kind of where he carries Yes, right, yes. He
1: was the star of the movie.
2: Anyway, um... I think he wrote the movie. If you guys saw uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, in one of the beginning scenes, yeah. uh, there's a shot of him, um, a full frontal nude shot yeah, of him, yeah. where he stands there for quite a few seconds. Lots right. naked, of meat. <laughs>
0: lots of meat in that scene. Right. What's...
1: How's he... I I don't... I have seen that movie. I don't recall... Ed, what's... what's how's his cock?
0: I would say... It's it's a probably it's a funny scene because he's a large guy. Like he was a basketball yeah. player. He's he's a like a probably six four six five guy. Um, so maybe it looks a little out of proportion. But I think the joke was that he was not particularly hung. But for me, I looked at it and I I was thinking I I could settle for that. I'd be all right with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it's proportion to him. He's Clearly, he's got nothing to be embarrassed about.
0: Right.
2: Apparently, though, his mom wasn't uh, expecting that. She hadn't been given a heads up. And you guys might, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but she started crying when she saw it. Uh,
1: I mean, I can relate to that because <laughs> many, many have cried. I've, I've never, of yeah,
0: my- I've never brought my mom, I've, I've never showed off my my meat to my mom but, yeah, I, I would say I've never gotten applause. I'll say that. <laughs>
1: no, definitely not. Uh, I mean, mine is very pretty. I would say that.
0: Like, mine it's, is,
1: it's pretty. mine is, could definitely, like, be in, like, some art, like, some modern art. Oh,
2: really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it could have its portrait done, for sure. But it is not, it is not overly impressive in its size. Um, I, here's the, here's like, wouldn't your mom cry if she saw you naked? Like, wh- how, how do you old? not give your
0: mom a heads up on that one?
1: Yeah, like mom, that's don't. Very, that's odd. And it's pretty early in the movie, right?
0: It's yeah, the mom, breakup like, with just Sarah Marshall.
2: Heads up, like I'm nude in the beginning of this film. Yeah. So she started crying, and apparently she followed it up with a mass email to family members, saying, "I would like to inform you all that Jason has chosen to do full frontal nudity." However, it is not gratuitous and is essential to the plot because she didn't want any other family members getting the shock that she that she got.
1: Yeah, that is yeah. Give a heads up, like, hey, mom, maybe this one's not for you, or show up, you know, hang out in the lobby a little bit, or you know. There is right.
2: nothing worse though than I don't know, like if you guys have had this happen to you, but watching a really uncomfortable sex scene with your parents, like, My, on the, purpose.
0: The first awkward sex scene The well maybe the only awkward sex scene I ever saw with my parents was I was sitting on the couch next to my mom during the love scene in Witness when uh, right. Kelly McGillis and Harrison uh-huh. Ford are just fucking in a barn and I'm sitting next right. to my mom I'm in like third know. grade it was not good
2: not good
1: um I okay one time I went to the movies with my grandmother
2: <laughs> wait when?
1: And this is, I you're
2: like
1: 12, I mean, this is no, I was probably like 19 okay. What? and we went and saw this Liam Neeson vehicle, um, about, it was, it was like trying to capitalize on the popularity of Braveheart. So it was sort oh. of a medieval, no, you know, it was like an old timey mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Rob, Swords and Horses. Rob Roy. Oh yeah! Oh, I've seen it's, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson. I believe, I believe Jessica Lange is in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a rape scene at mm-hmm. one point, point. and it like happens, and my grandmother's sitting next to me. Grandma Adele? No, my she's since passed. Grandma mm-hmm. Maggie.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, at, so it all happens, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm sitting next to my grandma. My my grandma was from <laughs> Guatemala. And she and then I realized that she wants to address and then the movie goes on a little bit and then I realized she needs she she would often need things sorted out for her, things explained during movies. And so at one point she leaned over to me and she called me she she called me by my full full name Brian Wade and she goes Brian Brian Wade And I'm like yeah and she's like How can she be pregnant if he did her from behind? <laughs>
2: And I'm oh like, did you say? I did just kept
1: looking at the screen, and I'm like, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then she,
2: you're like, I'm as clueless then, as you. You know then what that she, means, Brian?
1: Then, yeah, yeah, I do know what that means. Then she sat, <laughs> then she sat back in her seat and waited like about thirty seconds, and then she went, ah, uh, like.
2: She she had
1: sorted out the physiology
2: of the whole situation. The oh, logistics. No. Yes,
0: that's that's actually worse than the time I had explained to my grandmother just a few years ago what the whole hullabaloo was about Jerry Sandusky and Joe Paterno. <laughs> oh yes, yes. She's like, but I just don't understand what 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 was he doing? What what happened? I was like, oh, grandma. I'm not not sure I really want to get into this right now. Yeah,
1: that's what that's what Joe Paterno went with as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that okay, is just, that is an incredible story, Brian.
2: I that is a good story. Yeah, but
0: rest in peace,
1: Grandma <laughs> Maggie. Uh, okay, next story. I, I I gotta get all these pictures. Uh, there's certain pictures Jason Siegel's cock does look kind of small, but not like super embarrassingly small. Okay, Kate. Next story, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop?
2: Um, Just quickly, um, I know I talk about Kanye a lot, but he is my, and I think he's our collective favorite narcissist. Oh, he's the worst. Um, Yeah, well, he has been talking, um, he actually gave a talk at the Khan Lion Festival, and that is the world's biggest annual award show for um, professionals in the creative community.
0: That's where my wife is right
2: now. Right. Wow. We have some friends on their way on their on their way there mm-hmm. right now. So he gave a talk, and he he in the talk he explained that he worked on his wedding photo for four days before it was good enough for Instagram. That's right. Instagram. Yeah, Kim k- 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 like, Kardashian's like the most popular person on Instagram. So. He now curates her pictures for her, and apparently um, they had lined up Annie Leibovitz to take their wedding photos, oh, but course. she pulled out. Oh, really? Apparently oh. she pulled out. He, said, he he claimed it was because he thinks she was scared by the idea of celebrity. Like, oh. she's never been <laughs> in contact with celebrities she's, before. Yeah, right. Well,
1: not... not Aside from uh, her uh, entire uh, career, what right, has she not, done with right. celebrities? But this she's... Is the kind of he's the brightest she, shining star there is.
2: So he's priceless. Yeah. Anyway... Um, So he's. this is um, from the talk. He says, I'll tell you a little story about that kiss photo my girl put up. We, and this was pissing my girl off during our honeymoon, because she was exhausted because we worked on the photo so much because Annie Leibovitz pulled out of the wedding. He's like, I still want my wedding photos to look like Annie Leibovitz's photos. So we sat there and worked on that photo for four days because the flowers were off color and Uh. stuff like that. Because a that's what Tim was kissing, working on, like behind that wall of flowers that they had. Um, anyway, well, yeah, something I,
0: else. I, I, I mean, if it took her four days, it it makes sense because she looks like she has to take off her shoes to count past ten. So, <laughs> like, I, I guess because there's like eight filters. Like, how long could it take?
2: And it ended up being the number one photo, liked photo ever on Instagram. You did it. Yeah! Yeah! High five, you guys. Good for
1: you guys. That's awesome.
2: He Enjoy also it until said, you get divorced. "He also said, if people are saying you're wrong, it's probably a good sign you're a genius. Rome wasn't built in a day. The internet is our new Rome." Mm.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he's the worst. Uh, can't I and can't he doesn't get need to him.
0: have it. Like we've discussed, he does have a talent, and yet. He, yeah. he, he he's like He doesn't
2: need to be doing He that. does
0: the same shit that the Kardashians do because they yeah. don't have a talent. Right, that's exactly right. He could just make music and that would be enough. Like he doesn't realize
1: that. Okay, Kate, next story.
2: Um, okay, here's a show that I'm gonna be watching. Season five of VH One's Couples Therapy starring our favorite porn star. Is she from Orange County?
1: No. She's like from Vegas or something.
2: She is? Yeah. But she just lived here or lived she here. She did live here, yeah. Um, she's going to be starring in this with her, um, her new boyfriend.
1: Couples therapy. Jenna Jameson is going to be a character on the reality show. Couples therapy. And here's what I wonder, like everybody comes in with their partner. Like I know Juan Pablo Galavis and Nikki are going to be a couple. Does Jenna Jameson come in? She's like, okay, I'm here with my partners. And then it's just like 14 dudes. (laughs) <laughs> all rolling. Like, we're here for therapy, and it's, like, all, like, a bunch of convicts that look like they've been, they've been huffing paint all night rolling. She's like, these are my boyfriends.
0: Or, or like, guys- or they bring somebody in, and they're like, uh, uh, "What? what's your issue with her? And uh, the guy's like, well, I'm having some trust issues because I've seen her swallow 1,600 gallons of semen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah,
2: that's going to be good. Also, Juan Pablo and Nikki are going to be on Wait, that. how are yeah. they Always already
0: in couples therapy? Didn't that know, show, like, wasn't that, what, four months ago?
2: Three months yeah, ago? Yeah, exactly.
1: They, they're, they're on any show that will have them therapy.
2: Here's a pro tip for me, for relationships. Yeah. yeah. If you find yourself in couples therapy in the yeah, first year, up. the first year of dating. Right. Rip just break
0: Pull like, the
1: record. Just yeah.
2: Just call it quits.
1: It's a sign. Yeah, well, I'll I'll look forward to that. Maybe we'll do some recaps. We'll see how it plays out. We'll start That's watching it. And is, see what's are there happening.
0: other are there other famous people, or she's the token famous person?
2: Um, Tretch from Naughty by Nature.
0: Oh, Jersey, East Orange. <laughs> yeah, Jersey in the house. Um,
2: who are the other people?
0: And and he, he's famous for the song OPP, Other People's yeah.
2: Pussy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Some guy that was on for Big Brother, which I don't watch. So, no. um, and someone from Jersey Shore.
1: Dina Cortez and her boyfriend. Oh, oh, more Jersey. It's Jersey yeah. all over the place, Ed. Yeah. Jersey homecoming.
0: Although I, I read somewhere at one point in time, like, almost the entire cast of Jersey Shore was from New York.
1: Oh, such a bummer. Yeah, yeah they're like they, Staten they Island.
0: They weren't real Jersey people. They just transplanted them to Jersey Shore. Oh, no, they
2: were fake
0: Jersey There's, There's tons of trash in the area they filmed it, but I, I don't sure. think they actually used Jersey people. Such a bummer
2: Anyway, I'll be watching that show and giving you guys updates Pulling back For sure
1: bail. Uh, All right, Kate, what else is happening uh, in pop culture?
2: This is a new segment for me People that are couples that I had no idea were couples Yes Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg
1: You didn't know that?
2: Oh. No where was I? Why did nobody fill me in on this?
1: Yes. Well, you've been out of the, the country. In, well,
2: the internet failed me. Yes. Clearly, that was not in caps. When I have they
1: are a couple that he's from Boston. She's from Illinois. I, I feel like they're a couple of lovebirds. Well, I feel like heat. she
0: she really is under the radar for... I, she She does take some heat, but she's under the radar for loathsome women. Like... Everybody hates Gwyneth Paltrow and Anne Hathaway, but like Jenny McCarthy probably mm-hmm. should be number one, right? Uh, yeah, of there's that.
1: actually a website that someone sent me before. It's called like Jenny McCarthy death count or something. And it's like every, every, um,
0: yeah, she's the reason for all this small, the, yeah, that's died from of... a
1: treatable illness that they could have been vaccinated against since she started speaking out against vaccinations. Yeah. Not
2: vaccinating is stupid. Yeah. Of course. Um, Anyway, he proposed just recently um, with some signs. Um, Each one said, had one word on them, I, uh, will you marry me? Unfortunately, Donnie misspelled Mary. He spelled it (laughs) Mary, (laughs) M-A-R-Y.
1: Like I said, he's from Boston.
0: Yeah. He was in New Kids in the Block.
2: That's right. Was he? Yeah. Yes.
0: He because Mark Wahlberg I was the new was kid's in new brother. Kids on
2: the Block. Yes. I
0: thought there might have been another brother. I don't know.
2: There is another
1: one. There is. Really? Was he in New Kids on the Block? Isn't
2: there three
0: of them? I
1: don't know. I you only, know what they're uh, not? Is tall.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: No.
1: They're they're wee little guys. Well, good for them. I hope they have a long, happy, right. loving relationship with lots of deep conversations about
2: ethereal subjects i I hope hope they end up on season six i'm sure her
0: (laughs) i'm sure her (laughs) fart jokes are gonna be really hilarious as she hits the wall each year
2: oh yeah right yeah
1: her if she hasn't hit the wall the 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 wall is impending
0: that's right she's for sure she's it's looming like pelly Lindbergh from the the old pittsburgh flyers goalie that hit the wall that's, <laughs> that's, that's an old that's a- old reference from a guy who drove a, uh, a Lambo into a wall in the mid-80s. <laughs> I think
1: it might have been a Porsche, but uh, yes. Right. Awesome. I, I get it. Yes. Uh, very, very uh, prescient topic there, Ed. Yeah, there. Uh, kind of uh,
0: topical. Okay.
1: Point. Kate, what else is going on in pop culture? Are we are we talking Bachelorette?
2: I think that yeah, I think that's it. I think should we move to Ed's favorite show? Yeah, love Ed Her loves the
1: Bachelorette. He I all, know he can't
2: wait to talk he about pays it. Pays close
1: attention. He knows what's happening on the Bachelorette.
2: He, tweets, he live tweets it.
1: He does. <laughs> Tell me how Kate. many how
2: many
0: sub how many people are left?
2: There's, I, I like there's, to know like the the, the, the nitty gritty. There was Who? nine. Um, there was nine, but at the end of this episode, she sent three
1: people home. She called an audible, Ed, and rather she was only due to send three, and she's like...
2: No, one, and she sent three. Oh, home.
1: yeah. She was only due to send one. She sent. She said, fuck it. I don't need a cocktail party. No, they blew party. off the cocktail yeah. party, which I, if I was going home, I'd be like, oh, "No, nah, I'm getting my drinks. Yeah. Like, I know I'm going you home.
0: Can, you can kick me out, but I was promised drinks. I
2: was yeah. promised a cocktail party. Give me
1: my drinks. <laughs> Let me have my drinks. Um, so, Kate, what happened on the show?
2: Um, okay, so, this week they're in Marseille in the south of France.
0: Nice. Yes.
2: France. France. Um, I don't know, I'm just starting to notice, kind of notice, Andy's little kind of got baby teeth.
1: She does have, she's, she's still... Fine. Is she, she gummy or just baby? No, not teeth? gummy. She's,
2: like teeny teeth. She's got just, little just, teeth. Yeah, she has little baby teeth, and she also sounds like she has a stuffed-up nose when she talks.
1: She, that I have noticed. She's got baby? a little bit of Coke nose. Yeah, yeah Coke nose for sure. Poker uh, anyway,
2: so it starts off. She she has the obligatory sit-down with Chris Harrison, where she he asks her if she's fallen for more than one guy, and of course she admits she is. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, first one-on-one date is with Baseball Josh, the hashtag athlete.
0: She's way into him. He, She's, she's into athletes. She and,
2: keeps saying, you're my type. And now, he talks he, all he, street.
0: Obviously, if the show is going on right now, even if it was taped a few months ago, he is not currently a baseball player, right? No,
2: like, he, what, made, what does you know, he do? made a transition to football, right?
1: I don't know. He,
0: Yeah.
2: I, he, or is, he's, is he managing he, his I brother? I haven't checked it up.
1: He said something about his shoulder he's got a problem with the shoulder but he did say she's she said something about him and he's like oh is that cuz i was only a second rounder
2: Oh,
1: no. So he's really, like, he is every bit the total, total jock. And she seems to like that. They look
2: together. They look good together, though. Yeah. They match.
1: They do match. And she makes lots of comments that he's the kind of guy she dates. She dates a lot of jocks. She's been cheated on. She,
2: She said athlete about 400 times. She
1: said the word athlete. Many, many times, but uh, in the end, Josh, who got shit on by a seagull, also oh,
2: that's right. gets
1: a rose.
2: Yeah. She's definitely into him. She's decided she wants he's the overnight.
0: not... She wants the she, athlete
1: experience. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she and wants the overnight.
2: And she's talking herself into the fact that he's not as simple as he actually is, because he's mad simple. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. After
2: she's... their date, it's, it's become a formula of the show that they have, like... Some singer that I've never heard of, but everyone on the show is always super excited to see, comes really and plays uncomfortable. in a, pri- plays in a private concert for them to dance to afterwards. It's like on every show now. And, who who um,
0: was the, who the singer? Well, I don't
2: know. I forget his name. Worse, yeah, it was,
0: worse than Boys to Men? No, oh, oh yeah, yeah, way worse. Like yeah.
1: Boys to Men, you've heard of. It's yeah. always someone you haven't heard of. And yeah, they do, they like stand there and slow dance while this dude plays guitar and sings, and it's really weird.
0: Color Me Bad? I wish. Oh,
2: that would,
1: They'd have to bring a forklift to awesome. get that guy in there. That'd be awesome.
2: Is he fat?
1: Yeah, he's super fat. I
2: didn't know that. Okay, so there's a little bit of drama. J.J. Pantepreneur, who I'm not a fan of, tells Markel, the black guy, right. who I am a fan of. Yes. I think he's like a nice guy. Like he's got charisma.
0: What, is he very much... what, what does he do? Like what's his, his deal? He he's... works
2: for the MMA, right? Yeah,
1: he's, he sells sponsorship for the UFC.
2: Oh, UFC. Oh.
0: So he has a yeah. career. I don't know what the
2: difference He is. has a yeah. career.
0: He's
1: good looking. He's got nice teeth. Nice he seem, He seems nice. And here's my assessment of Markel. He was a little too nice for The Bachelorette.
2: Oh, he's way too nice.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, anyway, so J.J., Pantspreneur, tells Markel that he thinks, in quotes, that he heard Andrew, who, Andrew, we're not, he's, he's not going to stick around for a very long, no, long but... No. He's never had a one-on-one date with her. Nope. He's just kind of been on the sidelines. He's diet. on the way out. Anyway, he thinks he heard Andrew say after the first rose ceremony, when Andy gave Markel and the other black guy, Ron, a rose, oh, look, she gave it to the two blackies. Oh, yes. my. So JJ yes. tells Markel this. That, yes. that he, that Andrew, he He thinks he overheard Andrew say something racist. And so <laughs> there's a whole new spin all of a sudden. Markel's like, huh? What? Yeah. He's all upset.
1: and and, and But J.J. even says he, he could have said black guys.
2: Right. Well, first but of I all. I
1: think I heard blackies. This is
2: what he says. He backs it up with saying, I heard this verbatim. And then we cut to a clip later and he's saying, I heard blackies, but maybe he said black guys. So which is it? You think it's verbatim or it's not?
1: Right. How about you just and shut maybe the fuck up.
2: Don't even bring it up yes. if you don't know what you're talking about. Seriously, because you're now you're causing a whole thing. Who
1: was helped by that?
2: Um, Nick V backed him up.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Um, Nick V sucks. Yeah, normal Nick. He, yeah. I don't think I like him anymore. Yeah. That's um, the guy. Anyway. That's
0: the guy who was who was like, uh, who has people who died around him, right? No, that's Dylan.
2: No, that's well, Dylan well. the Downer. Um, anyway, I feel bad for Markel, especially about the repercussions of this whole incident because incident, it seems like he was a genuinely nice guy and he, she kicks him off at the end of the show. Yeah, and she, I feel like she ends up sending thing, them both home. Yeah, I feel like this whole thing had repercussions which he weren't deserved for I Agreed. Agreed. Um, and Andrew's definitely being painted as the villain, but the thing is, he probably did make some kind of comment. Maybe it wasn't blackies, but he didn't explain it when Markel confronted him. He wasn't like, He was just like, I never said that. I would never say anything like that.
1: It was a little curious because he's like, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. And I try to put myself in that position and I'd I'd be like, fuck that. Who told you that? I have the right to know because that's a oh, lie. I, oh, i want
2: to know And too.
1: someone's lying about me and I have the right to know who it is and confront that person. He wasn't and he didn't do enough. that. He yeah. didn't do that. He wasn't pissed enough. He's like, he did say it's bullshit and I, I sort of believed him, but he wasn't vociferous enough in his denial. Uh-huh.
2: Then there's a really lame group date where they dress up as mimes because they're in France. What? Like yeah. French, that's what all see, French people get. See what get. You're missing Mimes. <laughs>
1: They went out and mimed on the street on purpose.
2: Yes, Yes, out in like a public public square. No, it was stupid and it was boring. Yeah, they
1: mimed the fuck. We should have fast forwarded that part.
2: I mean, I guess it was supposed to be funny, but mimes aren't funny. No, ever.
1: No, No. not there's Um, not one person who loves a mime. No one. No, no no one likes a mime. A Mrs. Mime mime doesn't like a mime. No,
2: Um, their mimes don't
0: like mimes.
1: No.
2: Nick V was really not into it. Like no, He wouldn't definitely. even try. He didn't like, try, and that, he, he lost points like, with
1: Andy because yeah. he didn't he didn't mime hard
0: enough. He yeah. wins points with me for not being into <laughs> being a mime. Of course.
2: Um, okay, so after the bad miming, there was the cocktail party, which, you know, the group date out oh, there. There was always a cocktail party afterwards. Um, and there was a bit of a bro-fight brewing here between Cody a.k.a. Malcolmore and normal Nick. Cody's upset that Nick clowned him a little bit because Cody's always saying how thankful he is to be here. And apparently Nick kind of made a joke about it at one point. And was like, what's up, thankful guy? Hey, don't make
1: fun of me for being thankful, man. Yeah, like, I'm that's thankful. One,
2: that's one thing you don't make fun of.
1: Yeah, he, was re- he had been disrespected because somebody yes. made fun of him he for got, saying he was thankful. He got
2: all upset. Um, and then the guys kind of gang up on normal Nick and say that he's kind of arrogant because he's always saying that he thinks he's the front runner. Okay, so what? This is the part of the show where all these guys start acting like chicks.
0: Yeah, they're like bitches. Who'd, you
2: know, they, they start being like women. Who do you like, like out women. of this
0: group? It sounds like they're all awful. Are there, are there any good guys left? I'm, I'm a Chris the Farmer guy. I like Chris
1: the Farmer. I feel like he stays out like of the fray. I like him too. I
2: think we just haven't gotten to see enough of him. I, didn't, I never saw that date though. Yeah.
1: he's He stays sort of out of the mix. He might be a little boring for her, but he's definitely, you could see him on the cover of People Magazine for sure. He's very good looking and that's 80% of it.
2: So uh. all these bros are now getting jealous and catty. No one's allowed to say if they think they're the front runner because this upsets everyone. I like. Who cares? Yeah.
1: Cody was so not having oh thankful man. <laughs>
2: right. Um and then Cody is kind of a bitch. He goes and tattles on Nick V to Andy. He yes tells Andy yes. that she was he was picking on him and making fun of him. And so of course she's now like tr- thinking twice about Nick V. So she takes him aside, V, and he kind of explains it away. Down, he he admits that he did it, but he downplays it. He's like, "It was fine. We tease each other. Like he got upset, you know, no big deal." Then he reads her this awesome poem, which I'm going to read you. Andy, when I see you smile. Oh, sorry, I'll start again. Andy, when I see you, I smile. When I see you, I blush. When I see you, I get nervous. When I see you, my chest bursts with excitement. When I see you, I see beauty. When I see you, I see strength. When I see you, I see purpose. When I see you, I see a future. Oh, you read
0: good that to her. God. <laughs> I, just, I, I
2: thought
0: what? you'd like that ad. Dudes chills. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just Jackie
2: Um, good poem. Her and face love, love. She has he no did words.
0: Personalized the Andy <laughs> part. He had that shit written. That garbage <laughs> poem written. Oh yeah, years he, ago. he He
1: wrote it in college and. Worked it on like 12 chicks. Her right. face
2: is literally like she has no words. She just kind of sits there smiling like she doesn't know what to say. And eventually she's like, uh, well, are you going to kiss me or what? Yeah,
1: she, he he just poemed himself to the next vote off for <laughs> sure. You could tell because they kissed and she was like and back oh, away, and back away. She's not into him.
2: I don't know though. I think he's going to stick around. I think she's conf- she says she's conflicted. She's like things got real complicated with Nick tonight real complicated. Oh, my God. Hey, I have a
0: question. I'm just clicking around. Do you have any information on the guy named Dylan? Yeah, he's the one that
2: has the dead siblings, in
0: the down. Oh, because oh, I just saw his favorite drink is apple juice.
2: <laughs> yeah, we think And his does. favorite activity is
0: Connect 4. Like... <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he, looks like he's been, he looks like he hit the roids as well. He yeah. all roided the same,
0: up. The same the same <laughs> favorites as my six-year-old son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he loves apple juice. Like apple Connect
2: juicing neck four. <laughs> yeah, he rocks tight v-neck t-shirts with a tight cross chain uh, like, around his neck. Yeah, he's from Boston. Yeah,
1: he's from Boston. Uh, of
2: um Andrew Andrew and Andy have like a sit down as well, and he basically says that. In as many words that he's done, like he can't take it anymore. Yeah, everyone's picking on him. You know, he's what's with all these guys out.
0: complaining? These are growing,
2: They're a bunch right. of bitches. Yeah. yeah. So she hears that, and guess what? She doesn't give him a rose.
1: Yeah, he he basically quits. But he he wasn't going anywhere. He was the least good looking of all the guys. He didn't seem to have much of interest. Um, he hadn't been on any individual dates. The
2: dark horse is still boring. Brian the basketball. Coach. He gets the second one on one date with her.
1: They cook frog legs, Ed. Yeah. Because
2: wow. they're in France. They're in France.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't
2: go so well though. So then he has to take her to um a restaurant. His and...
0: favorite movie is heavyweights. <laughs> I thought his favorite was the notebook. Oh that's right. No yeah, the notebook and heavyweights. And the Bible. Oh and heavyweights. Wow. <laughs> a lot of range.
2: Yeah. Although he does on the date, he does take her into the into the kitchen in the restaurant or, or around the back and gives a laser kiss on her, which she seems to really respond to. So he's still very much in the running.
1: Not good looking enough.
0: Rock, enough. Rock, he, rocking
2: a V-neck sweater with no he, sh- undershirt. Yeah, he
0: cannot. He, guess, he's a hot lawyer. Is not marrying a basketball no. coach from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. No, that doesn't
1: wear a shirt under his V-neck. Definitely not. He he cannot be on the cover of
2: People magazine. <laughs> no, I still think Patch. Pat, I'm oh, sorry, um, Josh, the baseball player. Yeah. Um, Marcus, who we didn't see much of in this yeah. um episode, but she really likes him. Was and that Nick, another black
0: guy or no? no just Marcus. Like, so why are you Mar- Marcus
2: with no personality? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. and Nick V, I think, are the um are still the three. Prime runners. Yeah. You
0: mean Marcus, whose favorite band? Oh my god. <laughs> Three favorite musical artists Third Eye Blind, Coldplay, and Enrique Iglesias. Well, oh, yeah. oh, come that,
2: on. That, That's that, not that, even. That sounds like him. No. Wow. <laughs> Enrique
0: Iglesias?
2: Whoa. Third
1: Eye Blind?
2: Coldplay? Coldplay? Coldplay's not the worst of that group.
1: Whoa. Well, Third right. Eye Blind is terrible, but they haven't been a thing in 15 years.
2: Which makes it even worse. How, like, like he's still a hardcore fan of a thing that's not a thing
1: anymore. Enrique Iglesias yeah,
2: was like never it. a thing.
0: Yeah, and his hometown, this is an actual town, his hometown is Medicine Hat, Alberta.
2: Oh, I hope oh, he's a right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice guy. <laughs> wow. Nice guy. Um,
2: so yeah, so um, she sent. So she cut the cocktail party, and because um, there was all this drama, and she's had to, time to think about, you know, some people that she wants gone. So Patrick from here in Orange County gone. Andrew he had an arm band tattoo. And, yeah, Andrew, which was coming anyway, and sadly Martel, who I think never really got a real shot.
1: Yeah, I, I felt bad for Mark. Sa- he was sabotaged. A little too nice for The Bachelorette.
2: Way too nice. He got real teary when he heard that comment about Blackie. He like, a
1: couple times. He, he got
2: a little upset.
1: And he was upset when he left, and I feel like he's not doing too badly in the post-mortem.
2: No.
0: So, and, and doesn't it happen that path. one of the losers becomes the next Bachelor? Like, they just keep choosing well, losers?
2: Yeah, yes. and I is think one, resurrecting... Is he going to be the
0: next Bachelor? Or are they...
2: I don't know. It's a, that would be a bold move for them to have a, not, a, a black bachelor. I yeah, just don't think that, do this, that this country is ready. I'd be into it though. Yeah, I would The black bachelor. The black bachelor. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that's it. That's for, it for the for the Bachelorette this week, wow. guys.
1: Uh, all right. Well, outstanding job, Fancy. Yeah,
2: it's starting to get good. This is where you know things start. It, it gets a lot more competitive from here on out.
1: You know, it's good
2: baby.
1: having you in studio. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's nice looking over here at you.
1: Having you here. Doing, doing it in the studio. Yeah, I like to do for, it in the studio. Thanks for watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, great job, Fancy. As always, Fancy. can't Fancy. wait to rap more Bachelor, more pop culture next week. Ed, excellent job,
0: as always. We did it, guys. We go, did it.
1: Kings, go. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Great I pay, I pay my
0: bets. You can say that about me. That is for
1: well done. sure. Uh, all right, we're gonna well,
2: put that on YouTube tomorrow. The, the audio, yeah. No, well, we'll not, with just not. a picture of you.
1: There's a good chance we do. With the we use it for the
0: cold open oh. the, in the editing process. Oh, it's a
2: good idea. Yeah, that's, that's, really good
0: idea. the problem is going to be which line to choose because there are like in one verse there are fifteen terrible lines. And, and <laughs> he was singing about a man. You were just singing about a man. <laughs> a man. Yeah, I was. Yeah. What yes. well, I, I clicked on the video just to make sure I actually knew what the song was and it was it was staggering. We we, we needed another decade to f- figure out this yes. guy was not dude. hetero. He had
1: to start having <laughs> sex with men in, in men's room. places
0: yeah. for us
2: to accept yeah, it's it's like
1: like he got
0: arrest. arrested having sex with a dude in a men's room
2: <laughs> and then finally it, we're like, Oh what? at
0: five yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It-
2: hey Ed, what? that's midnight somewhere.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: He, he basically led a trail of donuts so that he would get caught having sex right. so people, so he could Have come it. out. Have First
2: it. cry for
0: help was when he led a song with you put the boom boom into my heart. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Great job. Uh, let's do it again next week. Sounds good. I'll probably good. be here. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll
2: see.
1: All right. For Fancy Sauce. For Ed Daily. Ed Daly. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.
2: Good work, guys. Yeah. Bye.
0: Goodbye.